there are many, many promises for you and I today. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 7, 3, it's been the core verse of our, our series. He tells us to take these promises and these incredible things that he gives us, to bind them around our fingers, to write them on the tablet of our heart, to always know that, that those things that we need to remember. Uh, I told you the story several times throughout this series of watching the online services before we were able to meet together. And watching those, the kids' service, just really touched my heart. And there was a moment in that service where they shared their remember verse. And I said, there are so many things that you and I need to remember in these days. And as we remember the things that God has laid before us, I want you to know we need to lay hold of them. We need to wrap those around our our finger. We need to bind them to our hearts and remember, always remember that God is for us. Today's verse comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. I want you to know that our God today will meet all of our needs. Maybe you needed to hear that today. Just right there, you need to, needed to remember. Maybe you're living in uncertainty. Maybe you're living in, a, in some times that you're wondering what's going to take place, what's going to happen, what's going to take place with my job, what's going to happen with this economic future that we are walking through today. I want you to remember that we do not rely on this world system. We rely on God's kingdom system. That His economy is the one that touches our hearts when we operate in that, I want you to know that God says in His Word that He will meet all of our needs. And so I want you and I to remember that He gave us a promise. He said, I will meet all your needs. There's another verse. I shared it with you during the offering time from 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, come on, everyone say all. All. In all things at all times, having, everyone say it again, all that you need, you will abound in every good work. We are all very familiar, and we all understand and know that, uh, you know, the U.S. economy touches each and every one of our lives. Uh, we all live and understand when we go shopping, we go to work, we receive, we give, we pass and exchange money, that that economy touches each and every one of our lives through, uh, throughout our days. We also know beyond the United States economy, there is a global economy, there is a world economy, and other nations affect our nation and all of those things. I want you to know that there is a third economy that we live in, and that is God's economy. That is His provision. His heart for you and I. It is not subject to the stock prices or commodities or futures. It is as rock solid as Jesus Christ, as God Himself. If you are operating in God's economy, the Bible says that you have a blessed life, that you will live a life of blessing. I want you to know I believe in God's economy. In this message, I want to examine four facets of God's divine economy that you and I can see moving in our lives. If you haven't bought into God's economy yet, maybe it's time for you to take a radical step and a change and begin to live a life 
of generosity. I want you to know these four things. Uh, if you have, uh, uh, well, I, I know maybe you have a phone, something to write these down on. We, we don't get to pass out bulletins, so you're not able to really take notes. Maybe you have something to write these four things down. Uh, or you can go back and watch the service later online and you can pull these. But I want us to know, first, God gives us a divine supply. The Bible tells us here, and I want you to know that, that in this verse... God is the source of every blessing in your life. How many of you feel blessed today? If you have the blessing of the Lord, I want you to know every blessing comes from Him. It comes from Him. What is the source of your income? You might want to say it's your job. But God gave you that job. He owns the company that you work at. You may think that your source of income somehow came by your own hand or or your own strength or maybe through investments and various things. Listen to this. Uh, Speaking of earlier, I mentioned the stock market. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, a very uh, uh, prediction for our stock market. For you and I, everyone kind of leans in a little, you know. I predict that it will continue to go up and down. It will continue to go up and down. Uh, we understand that. We know that, that no one can predict whether it's going to go up and down. We, 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 we try to. We understand. We, we speak of that. In fact, I want to share with you a, a funny take uh, that I came across in regards to the stock market. Uh, listen to this market report last week. Helium was up. Feathers were down. Paper was stationary. Knives were up sharply. Cows steer into a bull market. Pencils lost a few points. Hiking equipment was trailing. Elevators rose while escalators continued their slow decline. Light switches were off. Mining equipment hit rock bottom. Diapers remain unchanged. (laughs) The market for raisins dried up. Coca-Cola fizzled. Caterpillar stock inched up a bit. Balloon prices were inflated and Charmin tissue touched a new bottom. Come on. I want you to know As funny as that is, we understand that we live in some interesting times. Paul says that God is the one who supplies the seed to the sower. The seed is created and even the seed that we cast is given by God Himself. You may 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 even feel the response, well, I work hard for my money. Whether you worked for it, won it, gifted it, uh, whether you received it as a gift, whatever it was, God is the source of of it all. God, it's by His hand that you and I have anything. It's by His hand that we have everything. It's because of Him in that economy. I don't own a house. I live in a house that belongs to God. I don't own a car. I drive a car that God owns. I don't have a computer. I use a computer that He owns. All the things, when we come to the understanding that everything that we have is His. It is His, not ours. All of a sudden, we realize that He is our source. He is our strength. He is everything that we have. He 
in this moment, we need to understand that He is the source of every blessing in our lives. Listen to this verse from Deuteronomy 8, verse 17 and 18. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced the wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. It is by His hand that you and I have what we have today. And I want you to know that there is an incredible gift and a blessing that the Lord has for each and every one of us when we today are reminded, those of you in this room, and you are so faithful, and you give, maybe you today need to be reminded that He is the source of your supply. He is the one who will supply all of your needs. He will meet every single one of them. Secondly, we have a, a, a divine design on you and I. Our lives are designed very specifically. God designed you to be a channel of His blessing, not a container. He created you and I to be a channel of His blessing. If you think about a waterway, a channel, a channel is typically, it, it has one purpose. It connects two bodies of water and water flows through that channel from a source to a destination. I want you to know that God is our source and He has called each and every one of us to be a channel to allow His blessing to flow through to bless others. And in that I want you to know that God's blessing rests when you and I trust Him. I don't think there's a more appropriate time to talk about this than today. Our God supplies all of our needs. If you are wondering, if you have any doubt or concern about the future, I think it's good news today to know that He supplies all of our need. That He is God. And He designed you and I to be an incredible channel. I was... Uh, I have a, a pastor friend. I was able to reconnect with him this week. was able to have lunch with him on Friday. Uh, last time we connected, he was talking to me uh, about, we were just, you know, talking about life, and he shared with me a story about a young couple uh, in their, in their uh, congregation. And I, I, I asked him uh, when we were together, we were just talking, uh, it kind of came up as to some things that took place. But he was sharing with me about this young couple in his congregation. They, they had absolutely nothing. Uh, he remembers when they were walking through life and that. And, and uh, he just began, he kind of felt led of the Lord to begin to... to now, you're, now, this is... He was already tithing. But he said, the Lord just really impressed on me that I need to be a 100% tipper. How many of you know that that, that's, that, that that would have to be the voice of the Lord, right? How many of you know the difference between a Christian and a canoe? Canoe's tip. Some of you are, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I want you to know that the followers of God, we should be the greatest blessers of others. That we should give out of our abundance, out of God's grace that He gave us, that we give and we bless others and we see God's hand continue to move in our lives. He began to share with me about this young man and his spirit of generosity, young couple, married couple, spirit of generosity, and they began to give and bless and they began to go out to eat. He said, boy, we had to really think about it. If we were going to really bless and do this 100%, a $50 bill became a $100 bill, a $100 bill became a $200 bill. But we just felt impressed that God wanted to be generous 
generous through us. Uh, over the course of the next few years, uh, his company just began to explode. He was generous in every way, uh, began to see God's hand move in so many, so many ways. We had lunch with this, this, uh, pastor and, uh, uh, he was talking about the blessing of giving that this man had, had produced. And I want you to hear this. Uh, he told us this last Friday, uh, that this man, just this past year, because of the spirit of generosity in his heart and his life, uh, he just began to bless and give. Uh, he just this year, uh, he was a millionaire, uh, became actually this year a billionaire. How many of you that just like blows your mind? And he said this, he said, it's because I can't wait and I look for ways to give. Their goal is to live on 20% of their income and give 80% of the way. I said, I'm writing up a proposal today (laughs) for Saginaw First Assembly of God. Check this out. Just kidding. But listen to this. It was the spirit of generosity that began to be born in this man's heart and his life that all of a sudden he realized that he was designed to bless others. He was designed to give to others. Now that started with a tip. That started with a tithe. That started into missions. That started into all of these other things. And all of a sudden, here's what he said. He said, I realized that the more I gave, the more I received to give again. It was unbelievable. I can't stop giving because it just continues. Come on. How many of you have experienced the blessing of the Lord in your life when you give? Can I get an amen? He does not stop. He overflows. He blesses. Too many times we, we subscribe to the, the, the show that, that used to be on. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called Hoarders. And we kind of grab and hold on to and want to want to make sure that we have enough and all of those things. And let me be honest, it's very natural during these days and these times because we can't see with our natural eyes what tomorrow's going to bring. But I can bring you this. The Word of God is true. It is alive. It is active. And if we trust him with our today, he will take care of us today and tomorrow and the next day. Amen. Amen. Unbelievable. Uh, We are designed to be generous. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 20, verse 35 says, the Bible says we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. There is a divine cycle that takes place when we trust the Lord with every area of our life, whether it's our time management, whether it's our finances, whether it's our family and our homes. The more we give away, the more there is to give away. I want you to know, the Bible tells us in Luke 6.38, this divine cycle is so prevalent. It tells us, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Uh, Incredible stories throughout Scripture. Incredible stories sitting in this sanctuary. Incredible stories of those joining us online who have watched the hand of the Lord bless them over and over and over again. I want you to know, if you have never subscribed to God's economy, today would be a great day to say, God, I'm going to trust you with every area of my life. I'm going to trust you in these moments. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. That's a cycle. 
There is a cycle of giving that you and I have. It's a cycle of generosity. It is a cycle of blessing others in our lives. It's a cycle that begins when we trust the Lord in every area of our lives. He says the measure you use is the measure it will be given back to you. God has a simple generosity cycle. Give, and it will be given back to you. You may be thinking, wow, God hasn't blessed me in a while. Maybe that cycle has been broken in your life. If you want to get that cycle going again, begin to commit today and say, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to be the Lord of my finances. And I want to close with this. Number four, there's also, and it brings us to the promise today, a divine promise. When you honor God with your income, He will meet all of your needs. God has promised that He will meet all of your needs. Everyone say needs. Not all of your desires, but all of your needs. And the Bible is very clear that we really don't need a lot of things. The Bible says if we have food and clothing and a roof over our head that we should be content. There's a contentment that begins to swell in our hearts and in our lives. And we know the word is true in 1 Timothy 6.6. 6, he says that godliness with contentment is great gain. I want you to know that people live on three different levels of enough. First, some live in the not enough level. Uh, and you might think that I'm, I'm talking about those who are poor. It's not. It's a mindset that I, I never have enough. I need more. And the more we get, the more we need, the more we acquire, the more we want, the more we desire, the more this, the more that. And, and we never seem to have enough. There seems to be this perpetual need for more. The second level is just enough. There are those who are satisfied with their standard of living. Maybe they don't make much or have much, but God is meeting their needs. But there's another level where many of us live today. Sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it, but that is living in more than enough. You have all of your needs met. Many extras and luxuries, things that, that we have in our lives. And, and here we are in the midst of a pandemic. Here we are in the midst of a crazy world. We don't know where the economy is going to go. We don't know what the global economy is going to take place. We don't know what the election is going to bring in November. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So why would we want to put our trust or our thought in what we don't know? How about we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, I want your economy because it's bigger than the U.S. economy. It's bigger than the world and global economy. Your economy is rock solid. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that economy. Amen? That's the economy of God. But listen to this. Don't worry about running out. God will meet your needs. The key is to, listen to this, the key is to honor God first. To honor Him today in everything that you do. I'm reminded of Philippians 4.19 as we started this service out with this. It says, And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of His glory 
in Christ Jesus. The smartest thing you and I can do today in the midst of this world today is to put God first. Moms and dads, if you're here, moms and dads, if you're listening, the greatest service that you can do is to lead your home and teach your children the greatest avenue of blessing, and that is stewardship of time and money. Stewardship of time and money. I close with this story. Pastor tells a story about a young businessman in his church whom he called Jim. Jim visited the pastor and asked him to pray for him to succeed as he was starting a new business. After they prayed, the pastor asked him how much he was making and the man said, $40 a week. Come on, how many of you know this was a little, little while ago? Long time ago. He said this. So the young man started giving $4 a week to the Lord. A couple of years later, God had blessed Jim and he was making $500 a week. He visited the pastor and said, when I was making $40 a week, it was easy to tithe $4, but I can't afford to tithe on $500 a week. Do you think the Lord will release me from this? The pastor said, you know what? Let's pray about it. They got on their knees and the pastor prayed this. Lord, thank you for blessing Jim. But now, Lord, please reduce Jim's salary back to $40 a week so he can afford to honor you again. Ooh, how many say ouch? Jim said, you know what? I'm not going to stop pastor said in this story that Jim's business began to succeed and flourish and it grew and it multiplied and Jim never stopped tithing and trusting the Lord no matter what. J.L. Craft, incredible businessman, the founder of Craft Foods. He said, the only investment, and I quote him right now, the only investment I ever made to have consistent increasing dividends is the money that I was able to give to the Lord. J.D. Rockefeller talks about making and tithing his first million. He said, I would never be able to tithe a million dollars, my first million, if I didn't start when I made a dollar fifty a week and I gave that 15 cents. I want you to know, no matter how big, no matter how small, this message is not about it is not. I want you to hear my heart. This message is for you because when you trust God with your life and your heart and your finances, He says, I will meet every need. I will meet every need that you have. Trust me. Test me. Watch what I will do in your life, in your world, in your finances. How many of you in this room, how many of you watching online have experienced that blessing in your life? Come on, wave those hands if that's you. If you know it to be true, that is it. You're here today. 
You came to this service doubtful, maybe worried, worried of what the future might bring. How long will this job hold out? I've been laid off. Will I be called back? I've been called back. I've, I've been on unemployment. When will that run out? How will we? All of the questions, I've heard them. I understand the concerns are real. What I share with you today is a heart that says this. Always trust God and remember, remember, I will meet all of your needs. That's the promise that you and I have today. That's the promise that we get to live in. That's the promise that you and I get to walk in. We get to walk in the promise that He will meet all of my needs. And when we have that, when we understand that, when we walk in that, I want you to know there's this incredible, deep peace. How many of you have a peace in the Lord today, knowing that He is watching over you? He is careful and mindful of you. Remember, I, his promise today is I will meet all of your needs. I want to pray for you today. I want to invite you to jump uh, in both feet, wherever you're at. You may be tither, you may be giver, you may be all of those things. But deep back in your mind, you're wondering, what's going to happen? I want you to know, you do not have to fear today. You do not have to wonder. You, Though we don't know what tomorrow may bring, we know who holds the future. And our God is in complete control of your heart, your life. Do not fear. Do not worry. Do not stress. Lay all of those burdens before the Lord. It's an economy, God's economy, that is not based on the fluctuating world that we live in today. It is rock solid. If you are with us, you know the Lord and you need his provision in your life, in your home, I want in your family, I want to pray for you today. Maybe you need to commit your heart and life to Christ. Uh, maybe you need to begin this miraculous journey of faith-filled life walking with him. When I pray for us today, I'm going to invite you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can know Him. It is the first step to laying hold of this incredible promise that He gives us as we walk through this life. All across this sanctuary, I want to invite you today. Would you stand to your feet with me? Would you stand as we close this service in prayer? All across this sanctuary, as we stand in His presence, Let's stand in the presence together and commit our ways to Him. Let's commit all of these things to His hand. If you're here today and you need a miraculous supply, if you're here today and you need that divine cycle, if you need to grab a hold of that promise and you need the Lord's provision in your life, if you need that in your life right now all across this room, would you lift your hand to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You need Him to touch. You need Him to move. You need that cycle. You need that provision, that direction. I want you to know that in this moment, as I pray for you, I'm going to pray those things over your heart, your life, your situation. Also, if you want to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, while I pray, all you have to do, the Word tells us, is invite Him in. 
and He will come in and He will touch you. He will minister to you. He will save your heart and your life. It is the greatest experience you could ever experience. Come on, church. Let's pray together right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray over all of these. Lord, I pray your blessing upon them. Even now as they're reaching out to you, God, I pray that you would lead them and guide them. Lord, that you will protect their home. A hedge of protection over their finances. Lord, a hedge of protection, Lord, over every area of their life. And Lord, that we would remember in every area, Lord, you supply, you meet all of our needs. God, I pray that you would meet each and every one of our needs today. And Lord, for those who may have the greatest need of all, and that is to turn their heart and their life over to you. God, I pray in this moment that you would make yourself so real to their heart and their life. God, I pray that you will come in and Lord, that you will do a great work in them today. Lord, we thank you for your provision. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your hope. It only comes from you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone here today said... And everyone said, amen, amen. I am so thankful to the Lord. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, all you have to do is text BELIEVE to the number that you see on the screen. If you're here with us today, you can take one of those Connect cards. Here's my heart. Here at Saginaw First Assembly of God, we want you, each and every one of you, to know that we're here to walk with you. We're here to, to do and, and to come alongside of you. You do not have to go this journey alone. If you ever need prayer, we, our staff, we would love to join with you in prayer and see God do miracle after miracle in your heart, in your life. On your way out today, on your way out, maybe you came prepared to give. You can drop that offering with the, the ushers. But I want to also ask you this. Over the last few weeks, uh, we've noticed we, we've loved to connect and hang out and uh, would love to just encourage you. I think it may have stopped raining. Come on, how many of you would like for that to happen? It stopped raining a little bit. On your way out, please be mindful of others. Make your way to the parking lot if you'd like to connect. You can do that outside. Uh, let me just close by speaking this blessing over you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face smile upon you. Be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you today his peace. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Be blessed. Have an awesome week. Go knowing he will meet all of your needs.